Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good day to you all and uh, welcome to the Chelsea podcast with me, Phil Daniels, Andy Saunders. Hello. Rick Glanville's uh, shown up. Haven't you, Rick? Yeah. He's rolled in. He's rolled in. He's rolled in from Stamford Bridge. In got any, any, any exciting news he's from wearing, the bridge? He's wearing, he's wearing shorts, Phil. Yeah. Must be yeah, summer. Yeah. Must be the end of, no, the, se- spring, end of the season. Spring to autumn, shorts. Maybe he's a... It may Even be a bit Works for a lighting company in the, the maybe <laughs> yeah, it's a spark on film sets. They wear shorts all the year round. Yeah, well, it's the pockets actually. Are they got, got are they so cargos? Much in these pockets, they are. Yeah, yeah. Got everything, you know, wrenches and bits of wrenches. bits of cable fuses. That's because you're a Chelsea hooligan, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I know why. So carving knives and spanners. No, no, I draw the line. <laughs> well, there we are. There we are. Lots to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how many games have we got to talk about? Three games. Three? Mm. Any losses? Well, there was a small matter of uh, a youth oh, the cup. Oh, FA right, Cup sorry, win yeah. as well that I th- I'm sure we'll come on and have a little chat about. But, mm. I mean, the, the two main games are, of course, uh, Southampton um, from last Tuesday and Everton uh, from two days ago. Right. Yeah. So, should we start with Southampton? Yeah, let's start there. Should we look at the team? Let's look at the team, Andy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, not a lot. I mean, not a lot of difference in the team. Courtois in goal, Aspilicueta, Cahill, Luis, the, you know, reliable back three. No, but different from the cup. Different from the cup, that's right. That's the key thing. Yeah. He rested them for the cup, brought them back, and I think that we got the benefit. Absolutely. So, Moses and Terry, uh, Moses and Alonso, sorry, uh, Ed does the fullbacks, Kante and Matic, Fabregas, Costa and Hazard. Yeah, which, uh, which were, they'd only played, they'd only started twice before together, uh, those three. Uh, this season and we've been beat both times wow good stat Phil I think that's yeah. your first ever stat <laughs> against Liverpool and Arsenal sorry I I've just got to leave the podcast because <laughs> Phil's come out with a stat I know I'd get him in the end yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's infectious <laughs> so I was a bit concerned when I saw them on the on the call sheet is it the call sheet dears no. Is it called the interval half-time these days? <laughs> That's right. You can pre-order your drinks as well at Stamford Bridge. <laughs> On the team sheet, Philip. On the team sheet, sorry. <laughs> uh, so no, no surprises, I think, when we looked at the team. I was in the post seats for this game. I was sat directly, literally directly behind Frank Lampard in the uh, Middle East stand. In and he se- survived. In a seat that costs £9,000 a year. Oh my God. I know. I went with a friend of mine who's a Southampton fan, and he said, you want to come in these posh seats? My mate, Sir John Honkety Tonkety, he's got these seats. <laughs> um, and I was very grateful. We had dinner beforehand. It was very nice. And then we went out, and I was sat literally, literally behind Frank Lampard. Did he stay the whole game? You know he didn't, because I put it out on Twitter. He's a complete plastic. He left 10 minutes from the end. I'm not having it. Oh, you know, he's got a train. Oh, no, he's he got to get the tube, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he seemed to enjoy himself. He was with his dad. 
and uh, always with his dad. Always with his dad. That's lovely. Yeah, and he was very, um, very focused on the game. You know, hunched yeah. forward, watching the game, talking to his, his dad. Dad always looks like he doesn't enjoy himself very much. I played football with him once. I never heard a bloke moan so much in all my life. <laughs> What was he moaning about? You? Yeah. You? <laughs> <laughs> Were you kicking him up in the air like you did with Marcus No, Tyler? I was on the same team. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted you to move. He was kicking everybody else up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> That's what professional football is, though, isn't it? <laughs> so, um, I mean, you know, the overarching narrative, darlings, is that uh, with these two wins over Southampton and Everton, we've maintained our four-point lead over Spurs. We now need nine points from the 12 available in the last four games to a guarantee... Maximum of. Maximum of, uh, to guarantee... That's assuming Spurs don't drop any points. Yeah, exactly. They don't look like dropping any <laughs> points, frankly, do they? Not really. And I, Funny enough, I was looking at um, the gap. The, people talk about what a remarkable reco- recovery Leicester had from the previous season to win the league. You know, what a great step up it was. 40 points. We're going to have to improve by 40 points to win the league this season. Mm. So we're going to actually be nice almost that. exactly the same as, as Leicester. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't think it, would you? But that's what we're going to have to do. Another stat in the game. Um, Costa's 50th Premier League I mean, he'd been having a little, uh, a little bit of stick recently for his form. What? But I think that, you know, I, I, I've said a lot and, I, and I'll keep saying it. He's a streaky player. He was a streaky player yeah, at Atletico. Yeah, exactly. And I said I wouldn't bet against him coming into a little bit of form in, mm. in the run-in. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was excellent in that game. Really, really good. Mm. You know, the old Costa looked focused. He looked like he had a lot of presence up front. He got two goals, got the assist. I mean, I thought he played very, very well. I must admit, I didn't quite get his celebration uh, with his point, putting his hand to his ear to the fans. Uh, Is it to the fans or the well, media? You don't know. I really, don't do you? know. It just felt a bit like, oh come on, mate. You know, yeah. we are supporting you. We do yeah. love you. Yeah. Yeah. There are people. You know, people do start moaning when they think you're not trying hard yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, I think he does try. I, I just think he's one of them players like you that sometimes just. He gets involved in the wrong, his mind goes somewhere else, especially Mm. if there's another South American on the pitch. Mm. It's like, you know. Well, that focus, I think, is interesting, isn't it, that it's returned in the last few games. And in fact, he was booked for um, the second game we're going to talk about for that challenge on the goalkeeper, which I thought was really hard. Yeah, because he he lifted his foot at the last minute. I I know what you mean. The goalie kicked in, basically. I don't think he gave the referee a lot of choice in that. Oh, I think that's harsh. I think if you've played football, you don't look at that and think that he he went out like we've seen. He was a pokey ref anyway. We've seen examples of, 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 of like Rashford and uh, um, Sane and people like that dangling their leg, you know, going deliberately moving away from the ball mm. in order to gain advantage. That's not what but he did there. Know, he wasn't doing that to You know he's the, the pantomime villain. Look, yeah, exactly. And, you know, he's always, yeah, he I, can't yeah. go into I one think of he, them. I think he was perfectly entitled to go for the ball. I yeah. think nobody would agree. But I just think the fact that his foot was lifted as he went through, slightly caught the um, player. I, I just think that. It's a yellow. It is. Yeah, I think if that had been at Stamford Bridge, it wouldn't have been a yellow. Mm. Okay. red. Well, we don't know. But... Um, <laughs> What were we talking about? Southampton. Yes. Southampton, mate. Uh, Hazard. Your £9 million pound seat. Yeah, nine, £9 million. <laughs> pounds. Just, actually, just on Diego Costa, it is a shame that he didn't get a goal earlier. And I know it's an, these are artificial milestones, you know, 50, 100 goals, all that sort of thing. But he would have been quicker to... If, if he'd scored about five, four or five games ago, when he, he could have quite yeah. easily... Um, he would have beaten Aguero to 50 goals. Oh, right, which okay. is a, That's an interesting milestone. You know, uh, uh, and these things do 
because he's class well, Aguero, isn't he? You know, he's know. a goal scorer. Yeah. And you know. people don't compare them in terms of that class, as you say, Phil. People think Costa's, you know, he's a ruffian and... Uh, well, they wouldn't this. like each other, would they? No, no. But the idea that he would be quicker to it than Aguero yeah. is quite significant, yeah. but it's a shame he didn't. Hazard scored after five minutes. Lovely goal, I thought. Brilliant. Lovely assist by Costa. Yeah. And um, that's his 15th league goal of the season. That's his best return in a single campaign yeah. uh, in this particular competition. He's really stepped it up this year, I think, in terms of goals, hasn't he? He's starting to become that midfield player that's scoring goals that we need. Decisiveness. Yeah. That's still don't think he shoots enough. I mean, he started to do a little bit more in the last five or six games, but you know, I still think he needs to be a little bit more of a killer. Should have scored. You're criticising Hazard, are you? No, I'm, I'm giving him some <laughs> constructive <laughs> advice. It, I thought he had two opportunities to score. You know that one where the brilliant ball through at Everton. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think who it was that put it through now. Slipped, nice slip pass. Maybe Costa, Costa again. It was Costa who spun on the halfway line, didn't have fed him through. Yes, yeah. that's right. Brilliant yeah. turn and, yeah. and everything. Weight of pass, maybe in direction not quite right, but he could have clipped it over the goalkeeper, I thought. Stecklenburg's not great. And also, it's a, such a shame he didn't finish that. I know, it was beautiful. And he'd have backed him as well, really, because yeah. he scored a similar one, didn't he? When he, um, you know, in, in a fair, yeah. what game was that when he when he when he went round the keeper and and knocked it in? Uh, can't remember. Can't he remember. doesn't want to be perfect. It? It's no good being perfect, you know. It was City, yeah. yeah. I, I, Is it? No, you're right. It's no good being perfect. You've got to have a little chink, yeah. Just so you know, when you do do it, it is that, out of this world. It's like the the uh, the Islamic carpet maker. You've got to leave an imperfection because. Nothing can be perfect. Only God can be perfect. Correct. Interesting, uh, interesting philosophical point. <laughs> I thought we were very comfortable in the game. I mean, I have to say, it, it didn't feel at any point anything other than a comfortable win and a comfortable no, performance. Well, well the once they got to one all, yeah, it was you, a bit you, Crystal yeah. Palace. You say late, I was 90 plus four when yeah, he scored. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it was pretty late. That's what I mean, put a gloss on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. I thought yeah, you made, yeah, made no, you feel No, 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 it didn't, yeah, it didn't yeah. make me feel edgy at all. No. It was just like, oh. I mean, obviously, obviously, two old boys scoring against us. Romeo got the first one after 24 minutes, bundled it in. family, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I could sing then, we only win 4-2 <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> now, did you notice as well that it was lovely when uh, uh, when Ryan Bertrand scored and obviously that was the end of uh, proceedings and the Chelsea fans were, as we often do with old players who come back and score against us, like Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, singing Ryan Bertrand's He's, he's, he's won, won More Than, than you. you. Yeah, And that carried on over the final whistle and he clapped I saw that, fans. yeah. It, it was, was nice. really, really nice to see that. Yeah. He did it quite discreetly. A lot of the but, Southampton fans are saying Romeo's been their player of the season by some considerable distance, you know. And I he thought, looked I thought all he, right. He looked a lot better really than he well. did at Stamford Bridge. Is he, is he a player? I know we talk about the Lukaku's and the De Bruyne's. Well, we, look, we, we talk about these players, the players that got away. Is Romeo in any way a player that got away? I don't think he. Uh, I think he's uh, he's slightly cumbersome. I think, and I don't think he's got the pace that we yeah, require. You know, one of the criticisms that people have of Matic, who I th- think has been brilliant in the last couple of games, is that he doesn't have that injection of pace that Akante has. I've got some nice Matic stats for you later. Yeah, but it, uh, and I think uh, Romeo is one step more plodding than that. To be right. honest, but I thought he's he Barcelona really well. plodding though, isn't he? Well, they let him go, didn't they? That's yeah. the thing, you know. And Barcelona keep their mm. their top quality players. Yeah. Having said that, Pedro has been brilliant. For and us. Fabregas. Well, and Fabregas. Yeah. <laughs> so, talk about so that's where your theory falls to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Pedro, despite himself, 
Oh, I love him. It's been brilliant say. for us, despite himself. That's I love his what attitude. I Look, well, it's okay, Philip. You have been harsh on Pedro in the past. Well, I am. I am harsh on. You're him. still harsh. I'm still harsh on him. Right, that is harsh. I think if he never scored the other That's day, harsh, he wouldn't have been man of the match at all. If you just said to me at the beginning of the season that Pedro was going to play a decisive part, an instrumental part in our title challenge this year, I would have laughed you out of town. Yeah. But, you know, there's no doubt that what he's given us in terms of pace, Moments. work rate, no, yeah. you know, no, uh, and himself, he's done well. And goals and assists. Yeah. I think he's been excellent. I think he's got to be certainly one of the first players that that Conte thinks about for every game. Now, whether he plays him, he's got to be in his thoughts every game because he gives us so much well, in terms of energy. Well, got to be in his thoughts every game. He scored three goals in two games, you know. He does well too. Pedro well, has, I think, a bit just more raw pass. pace. No, he, he does pass, give the ball he? away occasionally. Pedro? He pa- on that game against Everton, until <laughs> he scored, I think he passed. It wasn't just him, though. I think, I think first no, we, half our distribution uh, was, was very poor. But and him and Costa that. don't pass to each other because I don't think they like each other. Do you? <laughs> I don't, don't think that. <laughs> that's a strange little, strange little <laughs> conspiracy <laughs> theory that's brewing in your head. I'd like to... Uh... <laughs> I think. Look, I, I, I think you should go for all the games and count how many times they pass to each other. I think if you, you can do that, isn't that you can do that? Was that? So look, one, one next the, time we're on, look, report back and tell us what you think. One of the big problems I've always had with William is final product. You know, he's not I just agree. he's not just yeah. um, you know passing, Two but also Tottenham. finishing. Yeah, yeah. No, he scores one that comes on, scores against. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, listen, I, I, nobody. I'm getting, only being no, devil's advocate. I know here, you are. But, I know you are, you know, and, and, and nobody's I'm, down on William, and nobody's really down on Pedro. No. It's just that I think that should we not trust the manager though? Exactly. The manager sees them week exactly. in, week out. Exactly. He tends to go, when he when he wants like nimbleness and pace, he tends to go for Pedro. And also, what was I'm trying to think what the game was. Crystal Palace was a classic, I, th- I think, a game where, for once, I think, Antonio, and he probably would, I think he almost admitted it in the changes he made, I think he got his team selection wrong. And I think we could have benefited from having uh, Azard, Costa and Pedro in the box. Because they are good finishers. Pedro is yeah. one of our best finishers, really. And William, not quite so much. And Fabregas playing up there, not quite so much. And I think we needed that that box presence, and we mm. didn't have that. And that's what you get from Pedro, yeah. a threat. Barcelona did let him go, by the way. But he's got some great, uh, really important goals, you know, last-minute winners and things like <laughs> no, that for them, good, didn't he's, he? He's, he's Chelsea. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Listen, at that point, let's just take a little break uh, for an ad break. We'll be back after this. Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? I will know. That's, that's the acting. From behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. (laughs) 
And we're back, and perhaps we should move on to the uh, second game of the week, which is the uh, Everton game. Um, again, let's have a, a quick look at the uh, at the team. Um, one change, I think, in came. Uh, uh, oh, I've lost my notes. Uh, Fabregas uh, came out and Pedro came in. That's mm. right, isn't it? And uh, it was a, a a game that in my head I'd kind of steeled myself to yeah. to maybe drop some points in. Yeah. And I think a lot of Chelsea fans felt the same. So you're After, not. No, well, I sort of I've been crapping myself the whole season. After ten minutes of the game, I thought, what am I crapping myself for? Uh, yeah. These they, these don't look very good. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I saw them against West Ham the week before, and I didn't agree with what a lot of people were saying about how formidably they'd been playing and how exciting and dynamic they were. Because there was none of that in that West Ham game, and they looked to me like they already they'd booked their sun lounges and mm. their golf holidays and stuff. And I think there was an element of that in. As you're saying, Phil, in those first 10 minutes, they looked a bit slack. Their heads were going down before they ran and they were misplacing passes and things. So that, that, I, they were there for the taking. Yeah, that young fella was running Tom around Davis. kicking everybody. I yeah. mean, it was a bit he of a He was joke. lucky to get away, with, actually, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm. You know, the referee allowed him three kicks and... We were, but we were also very lucky with the shot that he had in very, very early doors that Courtois managed somehow to tip onto his own post. Yeah, you know? it was going wide, wasn't it? Yeah. We were really lucky with <laughs> really that. And lucky. actually, Cahill did brilliantly to clear the follow-up, didn't From he? From Lukaku, yeah. He's been, he's been yeah. super, yeah. Uh, Cahill. Yeah. He's been brilliant. I mean, yeah. and, you know, and there's a lot... the John Terry role in scoring goals as well. It's eight, isn't it, I think? The, the kind of one of the memes at the moment, one of the, you know, sort of the tropes that has been coming out of, uh, of, of Chelsea fans is the idea that we need to upgrade our central defence. And I, I, I'm, in, I'm interested to know what, which of the central defence you think we should upgrade at the moment, considering the, you know, the performance of Azpilicueta, Luis and Cahill this year. Oh, God, well, I'd sort of, I'm going to sidestep that and say I thought Ake has done really well yeah, when he's I agree. come in. Okay. And actually, uh, you know, we, we're talking about is it an upgrade that's needed or because we'll have Champions League football, that's now confirmed as of the weekend. Next season, are we going to need not just an upgrade, but we're going to need to duplicate some of these But we're being linked people. with 50, 60 million pound defenders in Koulibaly, in Van Dijk. You know, these are very, very expensive, you know, top of the range defenders. I mean, do we need to be think, spending that kind of money? I on think, those? Van, Dijk, think, so? I think yes. Van Dijk will be a good, you know, someone like that that can play football. The, if David Luiz has a bad good time, India. if he gets injured, you know, if he's out that can step in and bring the ball out. So I you're mean, saying he's a bench player? No, I'm saying that they'll all get... I mean, I think they could all get a game. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You don't want to be messing with your defence too much, though, do you? You don't want to be... It's not well, look, like... Andy, if you want no, them I'm not asked... to buy anybody... No, 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 no. You trust the manager. You want not, the manage... If the manager wants a player, get him. I'm not saying that. I'm interested in your opinion. I'm just... I'm, I'm playing what do what you do. I, know, I'm playing I, know. I think they need... I think they need one that can play across... Okay. The the back four because um, if you buy yeah. a fifty sixty million pound defender you got to play him right I mean that's what I'm saying that's, you know if you're going to make that kind of statement and Van Dijk is a captain as well I mean he's been captaining Southampton someone, for someone who's already played in the Premier League I think yes he would say that for someone who maybe would need a period of adaptation to the the freneticism and physicality of the Premier League you could probably say well 
ease you into it. If you're going to buy Bonucci or someone like that, you've got to yeah. play him, haven't you? Because he'd be worth playing. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Bonucci's <laughs> magnificent. Yeah. And, what, and what about these? these, these Van Dyke Cahill. I'd, lots of people will be screaming, listening to this now, saying, oh, "Can you get really so Bindex so much better?" I think, uh, and my son's probably one of them. But um, I, I think Cahill does. I'm, I'm with Phil. I Mate, think Cahill, I think, yeah, I think I th- we're all in agreement. I think he he does. He does seem to have uh, occasions where this seems to be static in his head and he freezes a little bit, you know, moments, five minutes or spells sometimes. But in general, uh, he's wholehearted, he understands the, the role, he understands what's required and he can weigh in with goals and that's so important. Yeah. Well, Cahill's, think- Cahill scored 26 Premier League goals, excluding penalties, the second most of any defender in the competition. Scored a couple of very important ones recently. Absolutely. You know, right. he does weigh in with that as well, does. doesn't he? Yeah. And he's been captain, you know, which is... And what kind of a job do we think he's done as a captain? Because that was one of the big problems last season, wasn't there, that we didn't feel there was enough captaincy, you know, when John Terry's not on the pitch, who it's, does it, you know? It's, a, it's an interesting question because what does the modern game require from a captain? Uh, and such an experienced team as ours where you you've got lots of people who should really be self-motivated they should see problems themselves spot danger and adapt to to what's there you know when you've got Fabregas Pedro uh, maybe not Costa but and David Luiz is probably the captain in waiting you might although we had a conversation about that last week about it's a bit like you know sort of Alistair Cook in a way you kind of want to take the captaincy off him to let him concentrate on being you know, being a footballer and not had that because obviously captain of Brazil, it didn't go particularly well, did it? No, well, no. <laughs> One of glaring example of that, obviously. Yeah. Whether that was the captaincy weighing on his shoulders, I doubt. Yeah. I, and he's, he's a different player now, isn't he? Yeah. I think he he's is. been magnificent this season. Um, injured. Oh, that was a bit worrying, wasn't it? He yeah, was is he? Um, well, it, it, he was sat was on the bench, say, wasn't he? Yeah. Conte was quick to say he thought it was minor and given that we're playing on the Monday next rather than the Friday or the Saturday, <laughs> that he should be available for it. Aki came, when he went off, Aki came and played in the middle, didn't he? Yeah, whereas, actually, Conte said in the past that he likes him on the left, doesn't he? Yeah, it was quite interesting. Yeah, because I thought, I thought he'd switch it round. I thought he would as well, yeah. And he didn't, no, did he? No. I thought he... Uh, was John Terry on the bench? I can't remember whether he no, was. No, he wasn't on the bench. It wasn't against Everton. So, so then maybe that forced his hand in that respect. Zuma was, he, though. I think he thinks Zuma's the right of the back three, mm. or a, I think he's a back, back four centre half. I th- Zuma. Yeah. I don't think at the moment Zuma quite understands the that the role of the three, mm. especially three, being four, out three. for what? How long was he exactly. out for? Yeah, it's a long time out yeah. to sort of all of a sudden be in a team where it, the dynamics system. completely yeah, change. Exactly. Yeah. So we've now taken thirty nine points from matches on the road this season. That's a very decent well, return, isn't it's it? Fantastic. With yeah. you know with a the best on the road that's out there at the moment. And every game I'm completely nervous and think we're going to you know, go down in flames. I'm, I'm not sure if everybody else feels the same. But <laughs> well, it looks like we've got a bit of form back. Sit there chewing we? my fingernails and every away game. We had a squeaky bum time where we didn't look that good, did we, for a couple of weeks. But we look a lot better. I think, there's a, I, think I agree with you, Phil. I do tend to think, and we, you know, it's not the old Chelsea where you'd sort of, you know, you'd turn up and they'd, be, they'd go... Buzzing, you know, I'm talking about 70s and 80s. They'd be buzzing for five minutes, and you'd think, "Blimey, we're going to beat Liverpool or Man United," <laughs> yeah. and then sort of the other the team inevitable would, yeah, would just fade, yeah, and then yeah. you'd, oh, here we go again. Yeah. Now I think you get a picture of of 
whether we are, you know, we are managing games as well. That's the other thing. They're tired. They're seeing their way through games. And the way that they are controlling teams without the, without the ball is fantastic. But that was the first clean sheet. Yeah. On first clean uh, sheet since January. Hull was versus it? Hull in yeah. an eleven game run without one. I mean that's, that's that must have worried Antonio yeah. Conte that. Yeah. And Lukaku's audition wasn't all that good, was it? Well, I think Lukaku was extremely uh, well managed. He, you know, he only won three of his eleven attacking aerial duels. You know, he was very well managed by Cahill and Aspilicueta. Um, You know, there was a, a really interesting piece on Match of the Day. I don't know if you saw the kind of the, no. the post-match uh, punditry after that, and they were talking about the service into yeah. Lukaku wasn't very good. We, we cut it off really yeah, successfully. very successfully, Two but men. also he wasn't getting any service. So, yeah. you know, in terms of an audition, I Arky think he was poor. I thought. Didn't I, he? I don't rate him. I just don't rate him. Who? I think he's tired. He just looks like he's played too much. Barkley's Barkley. No, no. I, 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 I don't think. Poor, I right? think no. he's not. Holds it too long. What you sometimes? imagine him to be? No, he's I not Alan Hudson. He is point. not Alan Hudson. Great point. I um, I told you about some Matic stats. He made ten ball recoveries, the most in any any, any player on the pitch. The old made two twizzle leg, two chances, teenagers twizzle, six <laughs> successful take-ons. More than Hazard, more than any Six. the other, more than <laughs> any other player, and uh, you know a lot of people. Are, a how lot many of, pe- of them were? How many of them were the same player? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be really. Into- Can you find? What beating them twice? No, yeah, Get your PA right. to find out what that was. <laughs> they um, expect him a pass, so they give him. It's like partner of the Red Sea. He gets yeah. the ball, and they all go off, and he goes. Oh, I've thanks. got. I've got. A I mean, he is the ultimate. It was Davis every time. That's what I'm thinking. He's the ultimate Marmite player for a lot of Chelsea fans. You know, I mean, I, I, I really like Matic. I've always He's liked slow, Matic. Isn't he? That's the thing. I Angry, think he does a he? very specific job, yeah. and I don't think a lot of Chelsea fans understand what no, he I does. Agree. And I think that he he was fantastic, and the stats back it up. You know who who doesn't love one of his slow slalom runs? <laughs> <laughs> there was one, wasn't there, where he went through about three or four players, and then he everyone's going, "Oh, just shoot!" And he just sort of trickled it to straight to, down the goalkeeper's throat. Such yeah. a shame! It would have been you know one of the greatest slow motion goals ever. Statistically, the most effective player on the pitch for Everton. Who do you think it was? Um, Let's think. What, what, what are you counting as? Uh, passes, ball recoveries, yeah. and interceptions. Gareth Barry. No, I know he didn't play. The other fella that marked um, uh, Hazard. Gay. Oh, he's a good player. <laughs> he was. He? He's a good player. No, it was Cesar Aspilicueta. Fifty-one passes, ten ball recoveries, and six interceptions. Mm. You know, which are well, they're really good stats. Why you know, didn't Lukaku of- go on to? Aspilicueta, like so many strikers do, you know, because then you've got the height advantage and it and it skews our our back three sometimes. Maybe he's told to play play down the middle. That's what I wonder. But it was he needs to turn, doesn't he? He needs to get facing you. Then you're in trouble. He's inexperienced, isn't he? He can barge you out the way and get his shot. He needs a one man band, and he needs the ball. He needs the ball to feet with his back to goal. Channel ball. He's he's like he's like a Gordon Jury. Yeah, Gordon Jury. Useless with his back to goal, but. Yeah. Give him something to run onto and he'll blast it into the stand. But if you do put the ball into his feet with his back to goal, he can rock. He outstrength yeah. it. And he did do it once, didn't he? With he did. uh, I think with Luis. He, yeah. He's not for us, it. though, is he? I like him. I like him. I think he'll do a job for us. He's not getting... He's, look, he's scoring 20 goals a season yeah. in teams that give him no service. Yeah. Imagine when he's getting service off a Hazard, Pedro, Fabregas, you know, people giving him that service every... <laughs> he's not for Robert us, Lukaku? is he? Lukaku? Lukaku? Yeah. Do you think so? <laughs> 
Koeman's two heaviest league defeats in charge of Everton have both come to Chelsea and uh, both games can come against Chelsea this term 5-0 and 3-0 8-0 aggregate have you spoken to your mate Bill Kenwright since the game no I'm looking for him <laughs> <laughs> lives near you doesn't he Oh yeah, shall I ask him about Lukaku again? <laughs> he might sell him. He, he wouldn't sell him last time because he didn't like Mourinho. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the first time that Everton failed to score in a Premier League game at Goodison Park for the first time in 2017, having Since averaged Liverpool. 3.7 goals a game prior to this defeat. So that's a hell of a performance against them because you know they were coming into this game as a quite a formidable home proposition. I so don't I think, think they look very good at all. No, I, I think, think they, I think it's just the end of the season for them. I think that's what you... Uh, you're hoping West Brom are going to be like that, are you? No, they're going to kick us like they always do. <laughs> yeah. It is interesting yeah. to note as well possession that we've had in the last couple of games. The Southampton game, we only had 48% possession and in the Everton game, we only had 51% possession. It really Sorry, is... It's the Arsenal podcast. What's going is, on? No, it's interesting, I think, to note the kind of style of football that we're playing, which is to soak it up. You say, as you say, very rightly, we're brilliant without the ball. Mm. You know, we are fantastic in terms of shape. And you know, and and lulling or sucking players in, and then hitting them on the break. I think we're the best in the business. Get them committed. Just chasing round everybody. Yeah, Yeah. I I didn't think he had a great game. I've got to say, but he he didn't need to. Yeah, others. Others did it for him in a, in a lot of ways. In the uh, Southampton game, Kante made 13 ball recoveries. Yeah, he was fantastic. 13 uh, ball recoveries. Mad, That's insane. It? That's insane stats, Phil. Is it? Yeah. Uh, Jack Russell over Hampstead Heath wouldn't do that. No. Phil wouldn't do that. Phil, bite your legs, They're Daniels. They're not receivers, uh, Russell's, <laughs> Jack Russell. That's what I'm going away. wrong. <laughs> Fetch. <laughs> Anything else to add? Fetch. <laughs> Anything else? To, anything else to add about the uh, the Everton game before we move on? Um, no, no, not really. Just I, I think. Did you like the celebration at the end from the players? No, no I was going to say there was a lovely bit of. You didn't like that, Phil. No. Why didn't you like it? Because I think it premature. was premature. Yeah, premature. Congratulations. Oh, oh, oh. Mrs. <laughs> 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 There's your title of your podcast all the way there. But I don't think it was that. I think it was more... Relief. Yeah, I think everyone knew that this was a big test. Do you think this was the Blackburn moment? I think also maybe there was an element of trying to crank up the pressure on Tottenham. And you have to say Tottenham responded brilliantly, although Arsenal were quite Rank. pitiful. Rank. I mean, this is... This is the wor- to me. This is the worst Arsenal team since the days of Terry Neal, really. And what's his name? Um, who was their other terrible? Uh, Bruce Rioch, and mm. you know, I don't. I just don't see any spirit in There's it. No personality at all. is there? No but desire. There's no quality either. You know, where, would you take Sanchez? At, if you, I'm sure you asked me that probably six months ago, and I would have said yes, definitely. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. Is he sure. an upgrade? On well, who? whom? Well, so I'm asking. Is he an upgrade? Oh, well, it would, it would be probably one of those front three, wouldn't it? Or four. He's a good if you player. include William, Pedro, He'd Fabregas. He'll score goals. He'll score goals. Yeah, I just wonder Hazard. whether, you know, you could get a, a a good big one rather than a good small one. Yeah. You know, if, you comp- if you're comparing... He's an upgrade to Pedro. You, <laughs> Slightly, I don't know. They're, they're don't both know. the same kind. I'll of... take him. I think he's a. I think he's a special. Player. They run around and like I think he's chickens. A, I think they? he's. A, I think he's a. He's a winner, and I think he's a game changer, and I like his attitude. I'm not sure and about this. I'm not sure about his attitude. Oh, I take Ozil any day. <laughs> 
<laughs> the reason, look, the main reason you take Sanchez is to, to really piss Arsenal off. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's worth it, isn't it? It's worth sixty mil that, isn't it? And that, yeah. You know, and then just so you could put up that thing. Oh, imagine this Chelsea team once we signed Sanchez and Sanchez wouldn't be in it, you know. Yeah, yeah. That would be the um, the, the key thing. No, look, he's a, I think he is a great We've player. We've done all right taking I've Arsenal players, haven't we? I've been concerned about well, his Yeah, attitude. we'll take Giroud. Let's we take Giroud. Well, if we look at Arsenal players that we've taken in the past, Ashley Cole, Fabregas, you know, we do pretty well taking... Ramsey two. ain't a bad... But anyway, forget them. They're on next. I can see them. That word's popping over the... <laughs> right. Let's move on. Let's talk about the other big event of the week, which was the fact that our under-18s were crowned FA Youth Cup champions for the fourth year what in a row when they beat Man City 5-1, 6-2 on aggregate at Stamford Bridge on Wednesday. They've really made the trophy their own in recent history. This success is their fifth in six years with Man City, the beaten opponents in the last three years. Did you watch the game? Did. And... Um you know, I, I don't like. I, I watched. I, I like to watch Chelsea TV, but also it's interesting to watch ITV4 because you get a picture of what the world is thinking of your club. And they did a live coverage of it, and they were obsessed with the physicality and power and strength of our team. But actually, they're great technicians. Mm. Yes, they're big and they're and strong and stuff. But their fant- their technique is unbelievable. Mm. And to sort of denigrate them with this Bullies. idea that they're just they're bullying yeah. Man City with the lovely technical players. What, they were like nonsense. little kids or something, yeah? Well, not really, but Chelsea would just well, Chelsea was so and much. technically I on a it. different level. I watched it and uh, it was just one-sided really, wasn't it? After I mean, the first they, they should have done better in the yeah. first leg, to be honest. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, they were unlucky to, to have a one-all. And when there. Chelsea so played Tottenham in that, was it the semi-final? Yeah, 9-2 in that. I, I mean, mean, that game at Tottenham, which... I don't know what it was, 2 nil or something. It should have been 10 nil. The perennial yeah. discussion is of that, you know, fantastically gilded, gilded youth. It, well, I am going to say it. Which of those <laughs> has a shot at getting into the Chelsea first team? Very few, because that's the nature of um, youth football. If but they will all have great careers. Anybody stand out for you? Um, I think Trevor Chalabar's... He looks... Brother of Nathaniel. Of Nathaniel has leadership qualities as well as... Great technical skill and a physique and a pace and everything to... Uh, I think he'll have a really good career. Mm-hmm. There are lots of them. Dijon Sterling is... No, I like um, fire, you know. the left-back. Casti- Castillo. Castillo. Oh, Castillo, yeah. yeah. I think, you know, if they keep yes. playing like the way they're playing, Chelsea... Wing-back, yeah. As a wing-back, he yeah. is quite Agree. something else. Agree. He's got... He's, but remember, we've got, got Kennedy as well. Somewhere... He's lurking where's he? somewhere. Where's he, where's he hiding? I don't know. <laughs> it's funny that he's... Ugbo as well. I mean, you know, yeah. for finishing it, he's, mm. he's one of those places, obviously he's very young and you know, young players are inconsistent. It's the nature of the thing. But he gets some really great goals, doesn't he? The, the finish. Yeah, unbelievable. That volley was... Unbelievable. Astonishing. And Sterling's as well, you know. And of course, managed by Jody Morris. Proper Chelsea. Please for Jody. Yeah. Born in Hammersmith. I always say, I mean, I watched lots and lots of generations of young people coming through when I was going down at at Harlington and Cobb and watching them all come through. And I saw some really great young players who who went into the first team. The best, the most skillful player I've ever seen come through at Chelsea was Jody Morris. And things didn't work out for him. And I'm sure he's got regrets about some of the decisions that were made uh, by and for on his behalf. But it's so brilliant to see him taking those lessons and being able to 
say to these young players don't do what know, I did well kind of but yeah. also do what I did yeah. you know he played in a he played in the Champions League mm. and stuff you know in Barcelona, Barcelona. he's got lessons but that look after yourself on. because you know I mean he, a lot right. of his problems were self inflicted yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly and if correct me if I'm wrong they're still on for the domestic treble aren't they uh, double I think isn't it double uh, no uh, someone else won the league um, no, that's the no, under twenty three. Oh, right. yeah. yeah, there's the. Um, no, they won the league easily. No, the, the trouble if you're going to call it that. There's the Southern League, um, and then there's the uh, what's it called? The Merits yeah. League, which is the you qualify for the Merit League through winning right. your uh, uh, your the Southern League. So it looks like they're going to win that as well. So it's a double, really. But yeah. If you were going to be, I mean, look. It's They're going to win anything that they've been presented with, which is fantastic. No, uh, no game for the development squad this this, uh, this week, which was the twenty threes under twenty threes. Uh, ladies won six nil at home to Yeovil, getting their league season off to the best possible start. Well done to Emma and the girls, as always. And let's have a look at our next game, which is Monday, Chelsea v Middlesbrough at the Bridge, eight o'clock. Oh, complacency is an issue, isn't it? It's you know, I'm we, most of us are sitting here thinking it's the only game. Well, we play to, we play at the same time as Tottenham and last match of the season, obviously. But this is the only only one of the four that Tottenham play ahead of us. Right, they're at West Ham now. That could be yeah, that could be their Waterloo, couldn't it? Could be there. That's could be a difficult one for them. Big I'm, I'm calling a draw against United. That's my one. That's the thing. I think they'll they'll, I they'll think get a draw. United have got so many players out. I mean, didn't, you know, didn't hurt them against uh, us. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, no, and there is that idea that he become you know the the fewer players he has available, the more bunker the mentality less and the more rounded he becomes. I yeah. think yeah. though, so with Middlesbrough, with Middlesbrough, because they didn't get relegated against uh, Man City, yeah. they've got to come out That's, and win. That's it, isn't it? It's an interesting point, yeah. And they so well I think City. Chelsea will know that. If they come on to us. They were unlucky against City. I mean, City aren't very good, but they were unlucky against City. Yeah. You know? So I think they'll know that they're coming. They're going to come at them. We've look. We should beat them. I mean, uh, You've you only know got what? We need three wins. I was, I was like you. Yeah, I was nervous about Everton, and then I woke up on Saturday morning and I thought, do you know what? Hold on a minute. Look, if you are going to be champions of England, you've got to win that game. So it's as simple as that. You want to be champions, you go out and win it. I'm I said sure to, that's the mentality. I said to Kerry earlier on, look, we, we, got, we need to win three, three more games. We've got Watford, Sunderland and Middlesbrough at home. If we cannot beat Watford, Sunderland, who are yeah. down, Middlesbrough, who are almost down, yeah. uh, and Watford, who are struggling, if we can't beat those three teams, we do not deserve mm. to be champions of England. West Brom haven't scored for four matches. and they've, But what they do, and particularly when they've got someone like Claudio Jacob, is that they... Kick us off the pitch. And they yeah. kick, they, oh, they're a bunch of hackers, really. Well, it's Pulis team, isn't it? Honest. Exactly. <laughs> so that would be the worry there that they antagonise, get someone worried about off uh, They've like got to win those three home games. And yes, I, think I we agree will. completely. I think we will. Yeah. And that's all we need. Yeah. So, Borough. But will Tottenham win all of theirs? I, I, swear, I think they'll get a draw think, against United. That's, 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 that's I what think I think. West Ham might. Okay. I, I, you know, West Ham are rubbish, but they hate Tottenham more than we do. Borough. Five. Five nil. Five nil. Okay. What do you reckon? Traditional. That is a traditional score against them, isn't it? Five nil. Oh, what? I don't know. I'm not going to go that rich. I don't think. Uh, I was doing I that to save you. I think. <laughs> <laughs> to put me I in, put my head put me in re- out there. Put me in relief. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Um, I think. 
I think we'll, they might hold out for a long time, then we'll score, and I think their heads will go down, and I think we'll probably end up 3-0, something like that. I, I think 3-0 as well. Yeah, yeah I, I think that um, they'll have to play football against us. They will. And, and any team that tries to play football against us at the so bridge. up for it. I mean, look, forget yeah. what Thank God Bamford might be cup-tied. <laughs> we might be one point, we won't be one point ahead of Tottenham going into that game. Mm. You know, and these, hopefully, you don't look at our team and think they, the squad, they're going to get nervous, do you? I no, always, I, I, cup, they're all cup finals now. Yeah. They know yeah. that. And I've, no, said, I've said before that it's the fans that are nervous. The players look calm. No, no, absolutely yeah. right. The players look calm. You know, and we've and got, actually, our fans were brilliant at uh, Southampton. And it, yeah. the, the way fans at Goodison were exceptional. Loads of Everton fans were saying, best away fans we've had all season. Obviously, mm. we've got a lot to sing about. But, yeah. It's um, funny because Fabregas gave it the big, you know, gave, got, got everybody going, didn't he? And they, yeah, and they responded yeah. really well. But we've got to be like that on Monday again. Just well, push them over the line. I like a night game under the lights to create an occasion. And yeah. I think that we will rise to the occasion. Yeah. If this was a Saturday three o'clock game mm. or, you lunchtime. Know, or a lunchtime game, I'd be more nervous than a game under the lights. Big mm. atmosphere at the bridge. Everybody up for it. I think, you know, Middlesbrough, who've had a terrible away record this year, mm. can't score a goal for, for love nor money away from home. You know, they've got to be coming into this thinking, let's just avoid getting battered mm. that's my view on it right boys that's anything it, else to add any other business I don't think we've got any other business the only one thing I want to say is Tottenham have got to sort their, out their fan violence problem let's, happened let's, again, happened again what does this come what is this what's this apropos of why have you just put oh, this well, I, I know people obviously I, I live in North London so I know Tottenham and Arsenal fans both sides of them Normal people say they just hate going to the game now because it's violence every time and it's not organised old uh, crews getting it, you know, meeting in a car park and going hammering tongs. It's bushwhackers, it's people throwing bottles, it's people coming up with sidewinders. And that bloke at our semi final, Tottenham fans attacked a bloke who they thought was a Chelsea fan and beat him up, smashed his iron and things like that they're going to be playing at Wembley next season if they're going to be doing that outside the ground every time they play a team something's got to be done about this I think it's not right that Tottenham are not addressing this problem of violence outside their games I went to the semi and I have to say there was a lot of violence I took my 14 year old daughter and you know it was shocking and she was scared and you know and it was the Tottenham fans and it, and it is it wasn't as you say mob violence it wasn't old school you know stuff it was individual scuffles yeah. people ganging up on individual yeah, exactly. people and I, I think you're right I think it needs to be sorted I think it needs to be addressed and it's not being highlighted is no, it no it's not I, I can't think of any other team at the moment where I've been where I've experienced any violence no that's that's the thing. They are they are. It stands out from that. Obviously, you get random nonsense, and every club's got their problems. But there is a particular issue, I think, with this, as you say, this randomised problems outside White Hart Lane, and obviously at Wembley as well. Interesting, Phil. Any other business? No other business from me. No. Brilliant. Well, listen, Phil Daniels. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you, Rick Glanville. Thank you. Cheers, mate. We will see you next Tuesday, hopefully with another three points oh, in the bag yeah. against Middlesbrough. All right. <laughs> Stay please, calm. Please, please. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at chelseapodcast.net. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one.
Social Podcast Network.